Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. Drogi. This week, Rose's Robot by Eddie D. Moore. Rose finished the last bite of her butterbrickle dessert, gave hugs to her parents, and said goodnight before skipping to her room. Her robot, Sparkle, gave a couple low-pitched tones, then followed like a puppy. She had given her robot the name Sparkle after decorating it with several stick-on gems that glittered in the light. Her mother, Aria, watched the robot follow and then gave her husband a suspicious look. Rick Haskell, you did something to that robot? Rick took a drink with a sheepish expression on his face. Why, dear, I have no idea what you're talking about. You didn't have that robot delivered to your office for the corporate discount. I've noticed that Sparkle does things without Rose's direct instruction. You altered its programming. Rick shrugged his shoulders and gave his wife a best, but I'm innocent look. Well, I might have altered the hardware a little and asked the company AI to add a few anticipatory algorithms. So you gave Rose's educational robot the ability to learn. I find that a little ironic. Rick smiled. I hadn't thought about that. The school installs the information that Rose needs to learn every year, but Sparkle now knows how Rose learns and presents that information in ways that she will remember. She's already ahead of her classmates. You could have told me. Rick grinned with a twinkle in his eyes. I wanted to see how long it took you to figure it out. Aria lowered her voice as if she was afraid the robot might hear. Having a robot in the house that can act on its own makes me a little uncomfortable. Can I trust it? Rick patted Aria's hand. Don't worry. Its primary function is to educate Rose. Sparkle will only act on its own to further her education and safety. Rose jumped onto the bed and slipped under the sheets. Sparkle remotely shut off the lights and switched on a built-in projector. The projected night sky slowly rotated around the room. Constellations appeared outlined, and the planets grew in size, creating majestic views until Rose's eyes grew heavy and she slipped off to sleep. Once she was asleep, the projector dimmed and then switched off. Sparkle began to hum and purr softly, creating white noise while monitoring Rose's sleep patterns. At 6 a.m., Sparkle slowly brightened the lights and increased the volume of one of Rose's favorite songs until she opened her eyes and a broad smile filled her face. She found her clothes laid out at the foot of her bed, and her socks and shoes were waiting on the floor below them. Rose gave Sparkle a kiss and dressed with enthusiasm. Good morning, Sparkle. Thank you for laying out my blue shirt. You're such a good robot. Sparkle hummed with what sounded like appreciation. Rose had no trouble understanding Sparkle, and they often had lengthy conversations together, even though he never actually spoke. After Rose put on her shoes, she gave Sparkle a hug and trotted off to breakfast. Rose found breakfast waiting, two pancakes with blueberry syrup, crisp bacon, fresh strawberries, and a glass of milk. While she ate, Sparkle got her jacket from the closet and then waited by the front door. Arya damped a brush and smoothed a few tangles from Rose's hair. Would you like a ride to school? Nah, Sparkle can take me. 
Sparkle emitted a grinding noise that left Arya with the impression that she had been chided. Did Sparkle just growl at me? Rose put on her jacket and prepared to go. Sparkle just likes taking me to school. Arya shook her head and gave Rose a kiss on the forehead. Your father and I are going to have a long talk tonight. As Rose stepped behind Sparkle, foot pegs and handholds extended. Rose stepped onto the robot's back and they rolled out the front door. Rose talked excitedly about her classes and friends while Sparkle whistled and beeped responses on the way to school. Every so often, a quiz question would appear on a display and prompt Rose for a response. Rose would quickly answer the questions and continue her conversation with barely a pause. The robots at school treated the hallways like roads and kept to one side. They traveled in perfect lines, except for Sparkle. Sparkle was always slightly out of line and did not always take the direct route to class. During fifth period, the teacher let students go to the restroom, one boy and one girl at a time. Rose dreaded this part of her routine because she was always partnered with Tommy Carter. Tommy would taunt her in the hall and would often bump Sparkle with his robot on the way back to class. As she feared, when their turn came, Tommy taunted her as usual. Do you think you can beat me back to class today? That girly bot's no match for Maximilian. Rose did her best to ignore Tommy and refused to answer his mocking questions. Sparkle simply growled. After using the restroom, she ran back to Sparkle in an attempt to distance herself from Tommy. Unfortunately, he was only a couple seconds behind her. Sparkle and Rose took off in a dash, but Tommy took manual control of his robot, overrode the safeties, and lunged toward Sparkle. Tommy's robot made a snapping noise and spun in wild circles as one of its treads came off. Tommy yelped in surprise as Maximilian toppled over, slamming him to the concrete floor. When he sat up, blood ran down his chin and dripped to the floor. Tommy began to cry and cradle his arm. Sparkle, stop! Go back! He's hurt! Sparkle activated a video camera and notified the teacher of the injury as they went back to help Tommy. Rick's computer screen displayed the teleconference called by Principal Bailey. Aria had picked up Rose from school and joined the conference from home. Mr. Bailey played the security footage of the incident, clearly showing Sparkle adjusting the tension on Tommy's robot. Mr. and Mrs. Haskell, as you can see, your robot made the adjustments that directly caused injury to another child. At first I was worried that Rose might have instructed it to sabotage Tommy's bot, but the school engineer inspected your robot and found the programming alterations. This cannot... Rick interrupted. I saw Tommy override the safeties on his robot. That is what directly led to his injuries, not Sparkle's adjustments. With all due respect, Mr. Haskell, the fact that little Tommy overrode the safeties is the only reason you're not looking at a lawsuit from his parents and the school. I can't allow your robot back on school property until you have the programming returned to factory settings. Rick shook his head. I could install extra safety routines to prevent anything like this from happening again. I'm sorry, Mr. Haskell. But the school's lawyers were very clear. The only way to avoid accepting liability is to completely return the robot to factory settings. Aria spoke up before Rick could protest further. Rick, I think the school is right. It doesn't matter if Sparkle caused this injury directly or indirectly. Another child was hurt. I have a few concerns myself that we'll discuss when you get home. Mr. Haskell, we'll have the robot reset this afternoon. Rick gave a resigned sigh and nodded. Okay, I'll take off work early and get it done. Rose finished her dessert, told her parents good night, and moped to her room. 
A minute later, she came back with a frustrated look. Sparkle, come on, it's bedtime. Sparkle acknowledged the command with a beep and followed Rose. Aria watched Sparkle follow the command and then gave her husband a sympathetic look. I hate to see Rose so upset, but I do feel safer. Rick rubbed the stubble on his cheek. She acts like she lost her best friend. I could have fixed it, you know? I'm sure you could have, honey, but the school would not have accepted any modifications. They nearly made us take it back and remove the hardware upgrades as well. She'll get used to the new Sparkle soon enough. Rose told Sparkle to show her the stars and then remembered to add, until I fall asleep, to the command. Rose tried talking to Sparkle, but he didn't respond. After a few fruitless attempts at conversation, Rose stopped talking and cried herself to sleep. Once Rose's breathing became rhythmic, Sparkle switched off the projector and entered a power-saving mode. The night was dark and still. Only the hum of cooling fans and Rose's deep, regular breathing could be heard. Sometime deep in the night, a dim light became illuminated on Sparkle's display, and soft purring began to complement Rose's breathing. This has been Rose's Robot, written by Eddie D. Moore. For more information about Manowaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manowaker.com which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios' director of Dice is Ben Baston. I'm C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening. On the next installment of Manowaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast, We have talked about your ideas before, Atropos said, and we decided that everything works just fine the way it is. You have talked about my ideas before, said Lachesis. I've never agreed with either of you.